Today is Thursday, February 15th, AD 2024. This is the Africa Review in 5, written by Mark Christopher and presented by Amikani Katunga. Biblical food for thought before voting. Because it is an election year here in South Africa, I am reminded of the humorous definition of politics. It is a compound word from poly, meaning many, and ticks, blood-sucking creatures. And while there may be some truth in this, Christians have an awesome responsibility to vote according to Christian principles derived from God's word. Sadly, too many people vote according to their wallet, blindly based on past history, or they vote based on what they think the government will give them materially. Some vote out of blind devotion to their favorite political party, regardless of the values that party represents. And then, there are those who vote based on an informed decision. For democracy to work effectively, it relies on an informed electorate. For this reason, Christians need to be biblically literate in how to best vote, even if that vote amounts to choosing the lesser of evils. So, what are some biblical principles South African believers, or any believers for that matter, need to consider before going to the polls in the near future? Here are just three thoughts to remember before you vote. 1. Remember who it is that has ordained government. God has ordained three institutions for the stability and flourishing of society. The family, as he defines it, government, and the church. Each has its God-ordained role and place in any given society. In short, according to Genesis 1, Romans 13, and 1 Peter 2, government is ordained by God, not man. This is all part and parcel of human dominion derived from God in Genesis 1, verses 26 to 28. The reason God established government is for the purpose of keeping order in the realm of common grace for the good of all humanity. Accordingly, the primary job of government must be to protect and defend its law-abiding citizenry from crime, foreign invaders, and insurrections. By keeping the populace protected from evil elements, freedom is assured so that society flourishes economically, socially, morally, and culturally. As Romans reminds us, the government is to bear the sword, not a butter knife or a canister of pepper spray. Ultimately, government is accountable to God, not just the voters. The question South African believers must ask themselves is whether the current government enforces the rule of law with 70 murders a day and the highest rape and gender-based violence rates in the world. Do those who are corrupt themselves have the moral authority to enforce the laws of the country with honesty, integrity, and without partiality. 2. Remember God places a premium on human life. In 1 Timothy 6 verse 13, Paul said to Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God, who gives life to all things. Human life is the pinnacle of God's creation in Genesis 1 verses 26 to 28. It is sacrosanct because it is a gift from God to those who bear His image. It is for this reason that God told Noah in Genesis 9 verse 6 that whoever takes another human's life in homicide, the government has a right and duty to execute that person. 
The question before us in South Africa is how the current government is doing in preserving and promoting human life. With at least 120,000 abortions every year, it is cause for concern that the government actively promotes the murder of the unborn. There are those in high places promoting active euthanasia of the seriously and terminally ill. This is one of the major problems with socialized medicine. Healthcare is rationed, which leads to the premature death of many. Just a casual glance at many of our state-run hospitals around the country indicates the priority of human life is not a real concern for those administrating these places of healing. Bad government policy that ultimately hurts human life and flourishing could be added to the list. As you go to the polls in May, cast your vote for the party that puts the maximum premium on human life and flourishing. Why? Because God is the giver and sustainer of life, and He utilizes human agency to help achieve this. 3. Remember God's justice, not secular justice, when you go to cast your ballot. Without a healthy sense of human sin and depravity, our view of justice will be skewed. Secular justice drastically differs from the biblical sense of justice. The humanistic view of justice focuses on strict equality or equity. This distorted view of justice ignores the substantial differences in talents, gifts, knowledge, and skill. In contrast, biblical justice is related to this attribute of God's nature. It is closely wedded to God's righteousness. According to Leviticus 19 verse 15 and Deuteronomy 16 verse 19, biblical justice is predicated on the ideal of impartiality in the protection of human rights and God-given liberties. In other words, there is no two-tier system of justice, one for ruling class elites and another for everyone else. The same rule of law applies to everyone, both great and small equally. No single person is above the law, even the president of the country. This biblical view of justice extends to the realm of economics as well. While the Bible does not directly advocate a particular system of economics, it is clear from Scripture that one can make a very strong case for a benevolent form of free market capitalism. After all, the Bible teaches private ownership, which is why the Eighth Commandment declares, Thou shalt not steal. The Tenth Commandment takes this directive a step further, commanding one not even to covet another man's possessions. So among the choices of parties to vote for in three months, who most closely approximates the biblical ideal of justice? Who will justly and equitably enforce and apply the laws of the land? Who will demonstrate justice over private ownership and the state's economy? In the end, heed to the exhortation of Paul to Timothy. First of all then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions and thanksgivings be made on behalf of all men, for kings and all in authority, in order that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Don't only pray this way, vote this way as well. And that's it for the Africa Review in 5 on this Thursday, February 15th, in the year of our Lord 2024. Subscribe to the Missionary Minds podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Yamikani Katunga. 
be not weary in well-doing.